and this is the water cooler. How are you doing today, Melody? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. So, <laughs> you know, we had an exciting uh, episode three. Yeah. The white bubble. Lots of people. Yeah, lots of people. Not sure if we're going to go on that format again, but... It was interesting. It was. It was. Um, you know, I think we have a lot more to go over. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're going to take a trip back to our, you know, typical format that I think that we found some success with, which is uh, doing some current event stories mm-hmm. uh, and then getting, you know, f- you know, feedback mm-hmm. on that. And um, let's just go ahead and dive right in. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Okay. What's our first story? Our first story, it's it's actually like story one of two. Okay. Okay. So a Texas teacher was fired for wearing a Black Lives Matter face mask. Well, that's whack. So basically what it boils down to here is that a uh, Lillian White, an art teacher at Great Hearts Western Hills, a public charter school in San Antonio, she began wearing a face mask that read, quote, Black Lives Matter and, quote, silence is violence after the charter school reopened in the summer for in-person workdays. But at the time, students were not on campus. So she was wearing these masks, right? And there's virtually no one there. I mean, there's no students. Mm-hmm. So she says she wore the mask to demonstrate her support for black students and faculty but also to advocate for an anti-racism action plan and a more diverse curriculum. That sounds good. So what's the problem? So nearly after two weeks of wearing the mask, White said she received a message from a school official asking her to stop. Quote, hey, can you start bringing a different mask on campus? We don't discuss the current political climate on campus. Parents will start coming around more now. End quote. Heather Mulder, the school's assistant headmaster, said in a text message to White, which she shared with CNN. Wow, that's ridiculous. First of all, there's no one even there to see it. And secondly, First Amendment rights. What's the problem? Well, this, the, you know, the school is going back to saying that um, Great Hearts enacted in this unprecedented pandemic environment, a policy that face coverings have no external messages. Um you know, she's saying that she's worked there for in education for more than 10 years. She continued to wear those masks despite receiving multiple requests from the school officials to stop. And she said, I immediately knew it was time for me to make a decision. And I didn't think twice about it. This is a human rights issue. And I did it for my students who experienced racial injustice in school. I refused to back down. Um she also went to go saying if you're scared about what parents are going to say because a teacher is supporting equal rights you need to reevaluate the kind of people you're catering to by staying silent great hearts is only supporting racist parents i totally agree with her and it's kind of ironic that her name is white but but i totally agree with her yeah and then on september 5th after a month of speaking with school and district officials on the matter and days before students returned to campus, White was told her employment was terminated for her refusal to wear a different mask. Wow. Does she have a GoFundMe? Uh, I'll give her some money. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the school um, says that we stand with the black community and all those who are suffering. Great hearts, the bigotry, and its crushing effects on all those subjected to it. 
Great Hearts is committed to an America where racism, violence, and injustice do not happen because such acts find no home in the hearts of great people. Oh, please. Well, then why don't you let her wear her mask? I mean, really, what does a mask do that is so bad? It just stands for what's right. What's the problem? So here's the funny thing about it, right? Um, Some faculty members asked her if she could make them Black Lives Matter masks. Wow. You know, White said, but none joined her fight or defended her when she was fired. I mean, hey, they can't lose their jobs, right? So I I, kind of get that, but interesting that some people were asking to, you know, join in on those masks, you know? Yeah. Uh, White does not plan to contest her termination, but has started a petition signed by more than 1,200 people demanding great hearts to implement an anti-racism action plan. Well, good. You know, go Miss White. I have to say that it's pretty discerning when you can't even, you know, stand for what's right anymore. I mean... Granted, the school wants to say, you know, nonpartisan. And as much as I say this is not a political issue, it's a human rights issue. It's obvious that it's been politicized, but it just really sucks that she couldn't just wear her mask. Mm -hmm. Especially when no one was there. It's one thing to ask her, okay, listen, when students start coming back, can you wear a mask that doesn't have wording on it? Okay, that's fine. But to ask her to take the mask off, wear a different mask when no one is really there, it's clear. You're standing on the side of racism. So, you know, earlier I said this is part one of two, right? Okay. So this is the the second news story that goes in conjunction. Um, A Texas woman says she was fired by a Whataburger in Fort Worth for wearing a Black Lives Matter face mask to work. You know, so here we go again, right? Um, And similar cases are popping up all across the state and all over the country. Over the summer, two Texas teachers faced disciplinary action from their schools, one for wearing a mask and the other for displaying a Black Lives Matter sign, among other signs, in her virtual classroom. Ohio, a a Taco Bell worker was fired for refusing to take off his Black Lives Matter mask. Same happened to a convenience store worker in New Jersey. And Whole Foods is being sued by 15 employees across six stores who are accusing the Amazon-owned grocery store of firing one employee and disciplining 40 others for wearing the masks and pins at work. I mean, again, why can't you have... You know, there is so many people that wear pink um, ribbons to work for cancer, right? And oh, you're I mean, cancer's at- not a controversial i guess you know yeah but why is this controversial black lives matter Mm -hmm. well that's that is a very interesting question you know this is the problem that black lives matter has been politicized and black lives matter is a human rights issue black lives need to matter just like breast cancer awareness lives just like ovarian cancer lives every single life needs to matter equally and it doesn't so let me flip this one on you here real quick melody this is going to be our our um commentary section here for just a moment before we move on to the next story um what do you think would happen to a teacher or a 
Whataburger employee or a Taco Bell employee or, or a Whole Foods employee who wore a Blue Lives Matter pin. I don't think, uh, and I would bet, I really don't think a single thing would happen. Yeah. And that's the problem. What do you, and do you think blue lives don't even matter. You go to work and you can take your uniform off and you're just the guy or the woman before the uniform. Mm-hmm. Black people can't take their skin off. Well, what's interesting is that, you know, you got a whole lot of um, feelings, you know, in, in the black community with, you know, of course, you know, with the current, you know, policing where that they feel that they're being oppressed and, and being judged and, and whatnot. Um, and to say Blue Lives Matter kind of in their face, it could be... It's offensive. Know, could be a, could be offensive to them, right? And as, see, as on the flip side, it's offensive to maybe white folk to see a Black Lives Matter pin or face mask, right? Right. But see, it doesn't matter. White people and the Blue Lives Matter movement is what matters black lives don't matter and that is why we're here Hmm. maybe good for another podcast yeah i'm just super disappointed because you're right if there was a blue lives matter pin or a breast cancer awareness pin Mm -hmm. nobody would lose their jobs nobody would be in time out from their jobs or whatever you know issue that the 40 others were disciplined to under but because they wore a black lives matter mask they were disciplined or fired yeah a lot of firing going on ridiculous hmm. okay well interesting we'll, we'll keep tabs on that right we're gonna go to something else here um <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm gonna get fired up every time you bring these things to me i'm like mm. i love it i love it all right, what's next? Okay, so I gotta laugh at this one. Um, this is going viral right now, and it's basically the the Karen of Zoom is oh, going Lord. making the rounds right now. And to give a little background, um, this was <laughs> this <laughs> this is a white grandmother. Sorry for laughing, but I just this is so absurd when you hear it. Um, a white grandmother interrupted her granddaughter's Zoom-based class to attack protests for racial equality in former President Barack Obama. She, okay. Not only did she go in on Barack, but she she just... It, the funnier part is part two that you have to hear in a minute. I, I just can't keep it together. So, Well, first of all, let's replace Karen with Ivanka. Because who better... To call the self-righteous, overcompensating woman than Ivanka, Ivanka Trump. Hey, she makes handbags and shoes, doesn't she? Yeah, made in China, Miss All-American. <laughs> anyway, okay. All right. So what did this Ivanka all do? All right, let's go ahead and play this audio. And we're all, all we're talking about are historical events. No, you're talking about BLM and all that stuff, and we're not going to talk about it. Um. Unless you want to get what I have to say. And Barack Obama was biracial. He wasn't just black. Right. He should have owned both sides of his family. Okay. So that, that is true. Get back to the, we're talking. This is language ma'am, arts class, not a political class. Ma'am, we're reading a story about a historical event. 
and the question that was presented to the students is what's the most important historical event that's happened in your lifetime well how did blm show up your your granddaughter brought it up no he did kevin did oh kevin did you okay. i didn't even say blonde was black lives okay i never even well, thought that you guys, I was throwing out and asking you guys to. Yikes. <laughs> so... Can you imagine being that teacher? <laughs> I got to go even one step further in that. I mean, this whole this whole virtual learning thing, not only do you have this issue where you have a teacher who now has access. This, this is just my personal opinion here. Uh, access to, you know, 10, 20, 30 different cameras inside of other people's houses to begin with, you're going to find stuff like this where parents are just... I, there was a news report, you know, Florida. I, I didn't pull it up because it has nothing to do with BLM or Black Lives, you know, or anything like that. But, you know, <laughs> there was a news story that teachers are finding an epidemic of parents who are half-naked smoking weed drinking alcohol Eesh. on these classes and you're gonna run into an occasional karen right i mean this is gonna happen she's just probably over you know listening to her to the students curriculum and you know the class and then she's got to butt in with her opinion you know Ugh. let me play you part two real quick before we before we go any further this part's pretty funny now it's 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 debatable who she says this to I'm pretty sure she says it to her grandmother, but you can Shut the fuck up! Are you well, telling me? Mute your mic. No one wants to hear you. Mute your mic. You guys, enough. Okay. But freaking angel blames it on me. All right, angel. Zip it. You, everything is being recorded. All right? So you don't really want to mess up here. So you're going to, you have to write notes for everything you have. <laughs> Holy so, The kid just that was the girl. That was the girl, right? Yeah, that was the, the granddaughter. Yeah, the granddaughter. And I'm pretty sure she was saying that to her yeah. grandmother. You know? Yeah. I sh certainly would. I'd be like, shut the F up, grandma. <laughs> Sit down. Holy moly. And I apologize for laughing so much, but it, this just gets me somewhere. I don't know why, but it, it really does. Because this, this, these poor teachers, like you said, I mean. I feel it, horrible it, for it, the teacher. I mean, now, not only do they have kids that they originally had just discipline in their school, right? But now they got yeah. <laughs> to discipline the parents on top of it. Over it. Like, just shut the fuck up. Are you I mean. I I shared the granddaughter's sentiment <laughs> is all I have to say. Yeah. All right. I'm so sorry for the language, but wow. First of all, I feel bad for the teacher. Secondly, I feel really bad for the granddaughter. Yeah. Because she's living in a household where the grandmother certainly has full access to their household, possibly lives there, and she has to juggle like her relationship with her versus reality and non-racism, etc. Thank God no one in my family that I'm close with is anywhere near that. Mm -hmm. I mean, my parents are 100% BLM 
they're in our group black lives now blnow.org and you know everyone is pretty much on the same page i just can't imagine you don't have that one racist uncle that just comes into you know thanksgiving and is like (laughs) i mean i have a cousin like that (laughs) and an aunt how but dare you traitor race? <laughs> we're not cool. <laughs> we don't have family occasions anymore, so I don't have to worry about that. Thank God. Gotcha. All right, let's go take a serious turn here for a minute. Um, so, you know, when these protests started happening, right, we, we heard of sporadic issues with cars driving into crowds. Right. Yeah. Most notably, that comes to my mind. There was the one, I believe, it was in South Carolina, um, that plowed through a whole bunch of people. Right. Tied back to uh, a right wing organization. Then there was that semi truck, if you remember, on the mm-hmm. on the highway. That one was a little debatable what he was doing, but yeah, you know, either way, it still hit some people. Um. So apparently now this has become <laughs> kind of. Uh, commonplace in California in the last couple of weeks. Um, so another driver plows car into crowd during California BLM protests third time this week. See, and this is why we have such a huge problem with the DeSantis proposal that he just put out that basically legalizes if you want to run over protesters, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you know... Um, so so these these demonstrators are out there calling for justice for Breonna Taylor, right? They were marching along Imperial Highway in uh, Iberlinda, and they were confronted by counter-protesters, according to local news. And during that incident, a white sedan drove through the crowd of counter-protesters, which actually included individuals waving Trump flags. Uh, you know... One man was seen bleeding from the knee through photos shared from social media. Well, I mean, I was bleeding from my knee just a couple of days ago when I fell at the pool. But, you know, sounds like it sounds like nobody got seriously hurt, but the intention was there. Right. Um, I got a little video. He could have killed somebody. Of course. Whoever this was. I've got a video to show you here, Melody. I just want to see your reaction. Yeah, so for those, obviously, who can't see the video, um, this looks like a large black pickup truck ran right into one person, knocked him straight on the ground, knocked him back probably about six feet, revved his engine, and then continued to go, which I don't know if if he got ran over twice. Yeah, I mean, he was just lucky to be not in the way of the tires the second time. Like, that car just went right over him. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a couple of minutes here, Melody, if you want to talk through it. Um, I don't really have any follow up on this story. I just I just wanted to point out that this is starting to happen more frequently. Um, 
you know, and you and you brought in DeSantis. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, this is ridiculous. This is exactly what we were afraid of with the DeSantis proposal because one of his items on the proposal is about the fact that you can just basically run over anyone in a, quote, disorderly protest without any legal uh, reparation, you know, and anything can be disorderly. If somebody throws a can on the ground, it's disorderly. I mean, there's so much room for interpretation on his proposal. It's disgusting, and it's absolutely an act of war on BLM and, uh, frankly, any peaceful protest because even the teachers were protesting not too long ago and had someone thrown a cup on the ground, they could have been acted as disorderly. So the fact that he wants to make it legal to be able to run down protesters in a car is just disgusting and that's exactly what just happened in this video and it's super sad i mean i just it's bad yeah i mean you know hey i don't think at any point in time uh should anybody be running anybody over with a vehicle you know, I mean, that's take take protests out of the situation, right? If you do that, that's typically a criminal offense. You know, to just yeah, run someone but over. DeSantis wants that, to right? make it I mean, non-criminal. Yeah, I mean, you just don't do that. So, um, yeah, don't know where to go with that. Uh, let's let's cover this one real quick. Uh, Public support for Black Lives Matter movement has dropped since June, a report finds filed by CNN. Um, yeah, this is like our first podcast. Unfortunately, we've had a lot of support fall, but this looks like it's fallen even more. Yeah, just a, just a couple quick highlights, because like, like you said, we covered this one already, kind of right, but just a couple quick you know notes in here. A majority of adults, 55%, say that this month, that they support the movement, but it's a notable drop from the 67% who said the same between June 4th and 10th, uh, reported by Pew Research Center. Uh, among respondents who say they strongly support the movement, the numbers dipped to 29% between September 8th and 13th from 38% three months prior. Man, this is even sadder than our first protest because originally I thought it dipped to like you know 60 percent. but what you're saying if you go up is uh from 55 percent, it's dropped now to 38 yeah i mean you know sorry sneeze break guys sorry guys <laughs> um that's so sad and i can see that i mean we're not doing as much protests with covid we're not you know doing as much stuff in person but we're trying to keep up everybody online um we're going to be doing more podcasts with individuals interactive i just hope that we can keep this going because we have a super important election coming up that's going to be extremely important for women and people of color and even after the election, we have to hold these politicians' feet to the fire because it really doesn't matter which side you're on. You know, the, 
Yeah, and fun fact, you just mentioned the election. I don't know. I didn't realize this. I don't know if anyone else really, when you put it into numbers, 37 days. Yeah. From 37 today, days. Today is Sunday, uh, September 27th, and we are 37 days away. Mm-hmm. So by the time this is posted, we'll be 36 days away. And I'm pretty worried Who about says it. I'm not going to post it tonight. Well, maybe. <laughs> but the biggest thing I'm nervous about is the Supreme Court, to be honest. I mean, now that uh, the notorious RBG has passed, rest in peace, I'm very concerned about who is going to replace her. Yeah, I mean, I I got to be honest. I We've been pretty busy the last few days, and I have not been following. I've been hearing some rumblings through notifications on my phone something about um potential nominations i don't know if you've seen anything around that yeah there's this devil woman that's basically gonna close every (laughs) door that rbg opened but anyways that's not the point of this podcast i'm just i'm just super nervous especially because you're worked up as support, well, yeah, I'm worked <laughs> up tell, because as support goes down, you see a decline in a lot of areas. You see a decline of supporting black-led businesses. You see a decline of report um, supporting black-led initiatives, and a lot of those help the homeless, low-income children. You know, these are support that the government doesn't give. That you know, other organizations don't give and i'm just i'm just concerned overall sure so let's pivot here for a minute i think we're gonna probably wrap this one up a little early tonight um let's go ahead and pivot here for a minute do you want to give any updates on the uh be on out organization yeah we are officially filed as a nonprofit corporation pending review by the state right yes and we've completed our 501c3 application and it's in review so i'm feeling pretty good about that yeah and we backdated it to june 1st so everybody is you know tax-free that's donated so far i feel good good Good. i feel like we're on the right track and that's again why i want to keep the momentum going i don't want this to die i want to keep the movement Black Lives Now, now is the time to elevate our black and brown brothers and sisters. This is when they need us the most. When everybody else has given up because of fatigue or tired of the BS, tired of hearing about it, don't want to do anything in their own lives, things are going on, this is when we need to show up. And I just pray and hope that our followers will rally and get behind us and we can show up. Well said. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to call this podcast. um, The official fourth podcast. Fourth episode. Fourth episode. Yeah. Any (laughs) any, uh, parting thoughts, Melody? I just want to thank everybody for listening so far and stay tuned for our fifth podcast. We'll have Sean on. And uh, it's always a good time with him. Sure. Yeah, and I'd like to say, everyone, you know, again, thanks for listening. We're uh, 
we're trying to get better. We're, uh, you know, this is only our our fourth at this point, right? So we're going to yep. keep them more smooth, more polished. And we hope that you guys have enjoyed the content thus far. If you have any feedback or any questions, comments, concerns, of course, you know, feel free to leave that either on the YouTube page or on the uh, Facebook page. Yes, absolutely. So check us out at blnow.org. It has all of our social media, YouTube, Facebook, you name it. Or if you have any ideas for stories or things that you'd like to hear, drop a line on there as well. Absolutely. If you'd like to be featured or join us as a guest, contact us. Yes. Okay. Well, with that said, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great night. Thank you. Peace.